Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to Got 'em Coach, the show that brings sneakerheads and ball players together. Now, here's your host with over 200 pairs of sneakers, Tyrone Smith. Oh, yeah. Your boy is in the building with some heat. Yes, sir. I'm here. And it is about to be something of epic proportions. And I'm not just saying that because I think that I am the man and I do stuff like this, but just simply because it's about to be something of epic proportions. And I guarantee, I guarantee it. Welcome to the first official episode of Gotham Coach. I am your host, Tyrone Smith, a.k.a. Mr. Hustle Bandit, a.k.a. Daytona 360 alive and in the flesh man it's been a been a nice little grind long grind you already know how i go y'all already know the story a lot of y'all know the story man but i'm when i tell you it's been a 24 7 365 grind it's been a it's been a heck of a grind and i wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world because that grind has led me to this position that i'm in right now where I get to talk to y'all about some stuff that I love deeply. And that is my sneakers. And that is my basketball. I've been very heavy and very active in both the sneaker and the basketball community. Probably the basketball more than I have the sneakers. Um, I started playing ball when I was 12. And probably even younger than that. Mm, I want to say, yeah, about. Yeah, I was about twelve when I really when I really started playing organized ball and not just lollygagging and, you know, just, just picking up a ball, running around the court, you know, doing all kind of illegal things that you're not supposed to do on the basketball court. And I actually studied the game. I I was about twelve. But I got into the sneaker game when I was eighteen. No, actually I was seventeen. I was seventeen. I, I was an Air Force One head and you know, my 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 game my sneaker game, just like my ball game, just like my, my man game, it evolved into something of, of epic proportions, man. So I'm here and my brand is here. It's lit. <laughs> we here. 
we here. I want to give a shout out to all the people that works behind the scenes to help me make this go. Because without them, I don't know where I would be. You know, it's it's so easy when, especially with me, when you're stubborn and you don't really want people to help you out. You know, it's so easy to try to do everything yourself. You know, I I was that guy where I didn't want no help and I was offended if you would even come to me for help. So for me to kind of let off let off of my um stubbornness and to actually reach out to people and people actually willing and able to want to help me out it's 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 been a it's been something that i i really do appreciate you know and i think about it i'm like man i should have did this <laughs> should have did this seven years ago you know what i'm saying like it's not try to do everything myself but you know try to get people to reach out because more often than not there are some good people who want to see you succeed and they'll do anything in their power to make sure that you have the necessary tools to do it and you know like i said i was stubborn so i wasn't reaching out to nobody for no help and that's why on the map and exclusive hype and balling out of control and ball out magazine and 4425 magazine and three point play magazine and uh don't jock my kicks and the sneaker bandits and all these other different oh yfx oh lord how did i forget about that that's why all these different ventures fail but look i'm not here to talk about all of my failures give me credit for at least going after them you know (laughs) but um enough of the rambling i am very excited to be here today to talk to you about my loves and my passions in life um a lot of people don't get the opportunity or a lot of people have the opportunity but don't want to take the opportunity because they who knows why they don't take the opportunities you know this is this is the land of the land of opportunity Land of the free, home of the brave, land of opportunity. For how long, we don't know. Trump ain't really got in his his hands on this yet. So <laughs> who knows how long this be the land of opportunity. Well, right now, it's the land of opportunity. You go out there, you follow your dreams, and you make them happen. And that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take advantage of it while I can. <laughs> but um, before we get into the show... um. I wanted to give some some shout outs to some people. Um, I had it drawn out where I was going to give all these long, emotional Academy Award winning speeches to people and tell them, oh, God, if it wasn't for you, I don't know where I would be because you believed in me when my lights were flickering on and off. You was the one who told me that I needed that light bulb to make sure that they stayed on consistently. I'm not going to do all that. So I'm just going to go right down the list and I'm going to thank some people um, that who's been who's been a been of inspiration, you know, going forward. So first of all, I want to thank my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, because without him or none of this is possible. None of this is possible. Um, I want to thank my mother, my mother, the minister. Minister Smith, Minister P. Smith, I ain't going to give you a government name, Minister P. Smith, who is my toughest critic 
and my biggest supporter. You know, she had never let me be in a situation where I feel like that I've made it. I always can do better in her eyes. My pops, M. Carter, <laughs> no governments, um, you know, who, who is doing his thing, who's on his entrepreneurial hustle, who I look to for guidance and inspiration whenever I'm in my entrepreneurial hustle. You know, I, I love to talk to this man about anything or just just listening to him talk about anything business related is 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 a joy to say none the least. I want to give a shout out to Mr. T from Law and Career Institute who uh made me take that business entrepreneurship class the first week of school when I wasn't expecting to do it. Because of him, On the Map was born. And while On the Map failed as a company, um, mainly because of me and my stubbornness, as I talked about earlier, it gave me the knowledge and the know-with-all to build different brands and try to make them work and find out where I went wrong to making them work. And one of the main things that I went wrong with is I didn't want people to get in and I didn't really trust people like that. So now, I guess now that I'm older and, you know, I get to see people's true intuitions and their true hustle and what they're really trying to do. I can really lean on people and say, you know what? I need that person a part of my team. So let me go ahead. Let me, let me, let me, let me work with them, you know? So shout out to Mr. T for giving me all the advice that I need to, to, to go forward. Um, my family, my family, us Smiths, we are, uh, we're, 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 uh, we're an interesting bunch of people. Very interesting bunch of people to say, to say the least. Some of us have no filter. Um, some of us are very, very, um, friendly. Some of us are quiet and laid back. Some of us are superstars and some of us are just hardworking, honest, loyal, dedicated people who will do anything for the common good and do anything to make sure that we're anybody who affiliates with with us are in good hands. And I have a little bit of all of that, probably with the exception of being like wild and out of control, you know, because I think I'm the I think I'm the calm one in, in my family. I, I think I can say that with 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 the purest of confidence that I'm probably the calmest of, of, of the bunch. So shout out to the Smiths and the Carters and anybody else. I forgot, you know, I love you, but, you know, you know how it goes sometimes. Um, all of my friends who's been there since day one, and I mean, I have a lot of day ones who's been there since the beginning. I even have some who's been there since the Crockett Technical High School days, and that's been going on 10 years in June. Man, that's a long time, long time indeed. But shout out to all of them. Shout out to those who have been supportive in any venture that I've started, never questioned it and never questioned me and said, why is it that you always start in different stuff? Why is it that you can never finish one? <laughs> because I ask myself like, all the time, like, why is it that I can never finish one or, you know, really be in a point to be at a point where I'm fully engulfed in one instead of 
being halved in Golfing One and then turning around, flipping it, and you know, being involved in something else. Look, that's that's the reality of the situation sometimes. Sometimes things sound good in hindsight, but then when you really break it down, it's like, eh, nah, nah, bruh, nah, it ain't gonna work. So that's where I was. And hey, it is what it is. I'm not mad. You know, like I said, it's made me a um more stronger and dedicated mind to making things happen the way they're supposed to happen. But like I said, shout out to all them day ones who's been there since uh <laughs> since the beginning. Cause without y'all, man, I don't know. I have no idea to be honest with you. But yeah, shout out to y'all. And last but not least, I want to kind of be somber in a in a way. You know, um I want to give personal thank yous to these following people who are not here physically to witness this or who aren't here physically to actually listen to the show but in spirit as i talk right now they're they're all around me and they're supporting me and 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 i can hear them cheering in the background and they're so proud of me and um i wanted to give my personal thank yous to these people First of all, I wanted to give a personal thank you to my one of my youngest cousins who passed away about 14 years ago, um, Robert Mike Wesley, um, my Uncle Maynard Fountain, my Auntie Betty, my granddad Alfonso Smith Sr., um, my grandmother Matilda Smith, and the newest angel in my life, my Auntie Marjorie Wesley. Without you guys, and I learned a little bit of everything. I learned a little piece from each one of you that I that has made me a better individual as I speak to you guys today. So I want to thank you guys for being a beacon of life and my beacon of light in my life because we all have that those those certain people. Who come in our lives and who dis who 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 passes away and you never know how much of an impact they made on your life until maybe you get older and you know you start seeing certain things and then you start to realize like man you know if this person was here this is how they would handle the situation or and I learned like I said I learned I take a little piece from everybody who's passed away and. I use that to my life. Even my my youngest, my youngest cousin, he was he was only eight when he passed. But his <laughs> his way of life, you know, he 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 was a he was an old man. Like he was like he was eight going on fifty. You know, he he was that guy. He was the only guy I knew that liked cutting grass, and he did it faithfully and and clean faithfully, like. What eight year old knows that does this stuff like this faithfully, but in 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 that I learned that you know do whatever you whatever you have a passion, a love for doing, go after it. You know, don't let nobody talk about 
you know, oh, that what's wrong with him? Like, why he like that? You know, it's not about what other people thinks about your passions. It's about what you think. And if this is what you want to do, this is what you do. You don't worry about what other people say. And that's one of the, probably one of the main reasons why I got back into broadcasting, podcasting, because I had a passion for this for a very long time. When I left high school, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. I wanted to talk about basketball. And I let people talk me out of that. But over the course of, I want to say a year and a half, you know, my itch came back. And I was like, you know what? I really want to do this. And then I thought of my I thought of my cousin, my, my youngest cousin. I'm like, man, if he was here... He probably owned like four different lawn services, <laughs> cutting grass, you know, just doing what he loved. And that's when I said, you know what? It don't matter what nobody thinks about my passion to speak, because a lot of people think I'm a mute. <laughs> so, <laughs> so speaking is probably one of the things that nobody really thought I would do. But once I once I really thought about it, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting back into this. So. This is why we're here right now. So I've done my shout outs. I've said my thank yous. Let's get into the show. And we're going to start with something that y'all know I was going to save to the end of the show. But you know I love talking about my kicks, baby. So we're going to get into that heat of the week. Add some fire to your sneaker collection. This is the heat of the week. All right, all right, all right. Heat of the week, man. Y'all already know what it is. So, it's been a quiet week for heat, man. It, it, it really ain't been too much of anything to really talk about this week. Um, Probably with the exception of the uh, Air Jordan 4s with the Orlando Magic colorway. Oh, I love shoes that have the, the Magic colorway. The, the the blue, white, and black, like, those are probably some of the dopest shoes, like, colorway-wise, with the exception of red, white, and black that you can have. So, you had those, and then you had Mark Newsom, and he dropped his Air Vapor Max um, sneaker uh, this past Sunday. And Mark Newsom is a industrial designer. So shout out to Mark Newsom, man, for being an industrial designer, having a close enough relationship with Nike to the point where him and Nike was able to collab on a sneaker to drop. And I'm not even going to front. The sneaker is dope. Like the sneaker is dope. Is it worth $275? Eh, if you a sneaker collector, maybe it, it, it's not a shoe that I would I would I would cop to 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 walk around in. Cause first of all, I mean, like it's it's kind of it's kind of bul- it looks bulky to me. You know, it, it looks like it's, it's high top, so it gives you that. Uh, it, to me, it would look like a basketball shoe. But if you just a if you're just a collector of sneakers and you just want to have something of rare of rareness in your collection, I would definitely pick those up. If you got two hundred and seventy five dollars to spend on it, I would definitely go pick those up. The Air Jordan Fours, you already know, Jordan the popularity behind all of his shoes, all of his shoes from, I want to say one, eh, and the newer ones, the newer ones, not so much, but all of the shoes that he basically played in until he retired again, 
you know, all of those shoes are of, of high popularity. But um, like I said, it, it wasn't really too it wasn't really too much in the um, in, in the cop world. You know, those would probably be two that I would recommend that you guys maybe take a look at. Um, other than that, it's not really too much that's coming out this week. Um, with the exception of Friday, the another pair of Jordans are coming out called the Cause K A W S. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or if I'm not, but those are dropping this Friday, um, on the 31st, and those are going to hit you for about 350 bucks. <laughs> so, um, if you got the bread, hey. Let it fly. You feel me? Three hundred and fifty dollars. Eh, it's a little out of my price range. Personally, I don't think I will ever pay three hundred dollars for another pair of shoes again. But you have people who will pay three hundred and fifty dollars for a pair of them kicks. They're not too nothing too special. Personally, I don't think they're nothing too special. Um, but you know, like I said, there's there's so many Jordan fanboys out there that they will they'll pick if if he came out with a if he came out with a do-rag, I guarantee you do-rags would be back in style because everybody would want to wear a do-rag. So that and then on April Fool's Day, April 1st, you they're coming out with the Air Jordan 1 OG Royal Blues. And I'm definitely, I don't care what I had to do, I'm definitely copying me a pair. I, out of my sneaker collection, I can only say that I only have one, I have one pair of air jordan ones and it sucks because i want the quote unquote band jordans and i also want the jordans with the with the the combination of the royal blues and the band jordans those are those to me are so sweet but i can't find them anywhere anywhere without people trying to tax me ridiculous amount of money for them so if if you know anybody who got a pair of Air One Air Jordan Ones band, quote unquote, and those Jordans that have the combination between the bands and the Royal Blues, please hit me up. I wear a size twelve, so please, please hit me up because I've been looking for those shoes for so long, and it hurts my heart that I don't have them in my collection when I was supposed to get them, and the person flaked out on me. <sighs> the world. The world I live in, man, I'm telling you, sneak sneaker buying is like sneaker buying is like pulling teeth out sometimes, I swear. People they'll they'll renege on you and all kind of stuff. <sighs> you know, it sucks sometimes. But yeah, um like you know, like I said, this week mm, it's not too up too much. Um I would definitely recommend picking up the Air Jordan Force. Um if you're just looking to collect, if you're looking for a sneaker to collect, I will definitely pick up the Mark Newsom of Vapormax um, shoes. Other than that, you know, you got some Adidas coming out this week, you know, just, you know, like any other week. I mean, if you're not really in heavy into Adidas, you know, I wouldn't recommend going to pick any up, pick any of them up. And you really don't have anything coming out this this week until friday you know you'll have them, them jordan force coming out and then that saturday you'll have the um the og the og the og uh ones coming out so that is my heat of the week man or lack thereof <laughs> so uh yeah now that i got that uh situated and out the way man let's get into the show baby got him coach let's get it sit back and relax time to have some knowledge dropped on you 
All right, I want to take y'all back to um 1991. 1991. And 1991 is the year that a player from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, went number one overall to the Charlotte Hornets. And this man goes by the name of Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson was the first overall pick in the 1991 NBA draft. And he, of course, as a number one pick in any draft, baseball, football, you're coming into the league with a big burden of expectations. If you're not if you're not a career twenty five point scorer, especially in basketball, it, a lot of people would consider if you're not a career twenty five point scorer in basketball, if you don't have four or five NBA championships, three or four MVPs, two or three Finals MVPs, all NBA, all defense, if you don't have all of these accolades as the number one overall pick, more often than not, you're going to be considered a bust. Now. Larry Johnson coming into the league, he had all of the credentials to being a very, very good NBA player. He was a he was an NCAA champion in 1990. He was the Smith College Player of the Year in 1991, along with being the John R. Wooden Award winner. He was the USBWA Player of the Year in the NABC Player of the Year. He was the Sporting News College Player of the Year. He was also this is this is his credentials coming out of the college. He was a two-time All-American, a two-time Big West Player of the Year. Before he went to UNLV, he went to a community college called Odessa College, which is based in Odessa, Texas, where he was the two-time NJCAA Division One Player of the Year. Also, USA Basketball Male Athlete of the Year, and he was a McDonald's All-American. So just off of his college and high school credentials alone, Larry Johnson was coming into the league as was expected to come into the league and tear the league up. Now, in 91, he was the like I said, he was the first overall pick um, and he won the rookie of the year. He won the rookie of the year with the Charlotte Hornets. He had he had an average his his average coming out was let me see if I can he averaged 19 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, one block and no one steal. I'm sorry, and half of a block. Now that next year, Charlotte went and picked up or ugh Alonzo Mourning, center from. Georgetown University and they also had Steph Curry's dad Dale Curry and they had potentially the smallest player in NBA history who who also happens to share my first name Tyrone Muggsy Bogues now Charlotte believe it or not out of nowhere was slowly becoming one of the more popular nba teams in the 90s they had the bugs had the ability to play the point guard position despite despite his height dale curry 
was probably one of the purest shooters in the NBA during that time frame. You watch Blake Griffin, if you watch Blake Griffin in his early part of his career where he was a dunker and he was a power, he's a power player. That's pretty much what you got from Larry Johnson. And Alonzo Mourning was a very capable center who held down the paint for the Hornets. So they had all of the pieces to being one of the most dominant teams in the 90s, except for they were in the same conference with that guy who wears number 23 from Chicago, um, Jordan. And then you had Pippen. And then you had all these other pieces come together for the Bulls who kind of made it tough for any Eastern Conference team during that time frame in the 90s to kind of come out and be um, be of eliteness. So, back to Larry Johnson. Um, during this time, he was, of course, as the number one pick, he was a very sought-out athlete for a sneaker deal. And as a number one pick, of course, you're always as a pick in general, you know, you're always going to be sought at sought after by sneaker companies to be a part of their brand. And of course, you know, you had he had all the big ones after him. He had a Nike. He had Adidas. He had Reebok. All these different sneaker companies wanting him to be a spokesperson for their sneakers. And out of all of those companies, Larry Johnson t- decided to go to with Converse, which if he was drafted in 81, that would have been a very, very big thing, considering how at that time Converse was the shoe for athletes, for ball players. Everybody had a pair of Converse's. Dr. J is probably well known for making the Converse's as famous as they were. But then you got to even go back even years before that. Go back to the the 50s and the 60s with Wilt and Bill Russell and all those players. You know, they they wore the cloth uh Converse's, which is probably a, which is a no-no. It's it's just a no-no when you're playing the game of basketball. It's it's a no-no. You 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 don't wear the cloth the cloth boys to 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 the court, man. No, you're gonna you gonna have all kind of problems. Um, so you had that you had that era, and then you had the top ten Adidas era of the seventies, which, man, I ain't even gonna front. The top ten Adidas are probably well, probably forever be one of the more iconic shoes of all time. And then even in the eighties, eighties, you know, Converse, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, you know, Isaiah Thomas. Um, Mark Aguirre, you had all these different big time names wearing, you know, the Converse brand, but now you're getting into the nineties that, that late, that late slope in the eighties where Nike was really starting to really starting to make headway in terms of, um, you know, the, uh, the sneaker, the sneaker game. And even, even now Nike was prevalent, you know, you had George, the Iceman Gervin, he was a, uh, he was a Nike athlete. Um, but then you you start getting to the 80s. You had Barkley, and then you, of course you had Jordan. So Nike was slowly but surely starting to creep their way into the do, into dominance of of the sneaker of the sneaker world in basketball. But in in 91, Larry Johnson decided he wanted to take his talents to Converse. Now, the story behind him going to Converse is Converse pitched him a commercial 
where he was going to be operated on by Larry, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And upon Larry Bird and Magic Johnson operating on this guy with a with with a sheet over his face <laughs> on a gurney, they were they were are they were going to argue about the name that they were going to give this patient. Larry Bird wanted to give him the name Larry because he was, of course, Larry Bird. Magic Johnson wanted to give him the first name Johnson because, of course, Johnson is his last name. So when you put Larry Johnson together, you get Larry Johnson, which I'm not even going to front. The commercial, the commercial itself sounds corny. Like it's just so obvious that they would do something like that. You have the two, you have the two biggest names, even though they're on the downside of their career. And even in, at this point in 91, this was right around the time magic retired from basketball. So you had a, you had a retiring magic Johnson. And then you had a, a Larry bird who had extreme back problems to the point where he couldn't really, he wasn't, as effective even to the point where he wasn't even playing as much as he once did but their names you know they 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 still had name power even to they still have name power so the name power alone would have made the commercial it would have made it it would have made it a success but the 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 plot of the commercial was corny to me personal my personal opinion so Upon hearing this, Larry Johnson decided, hey, you know, I, I want to go with um, I want to go with Converse. I, I like their pitch, probably with, with the also with the money that they were willing to give him. But, you know, his the pitch of that commercial made them want to do it. But upon signing with Converse, Converse decided that eh, we're not going to do this commercial no more. We, we, we just don't see it. We don't we don't see it. So we're not going to do it. So now Converse has to now go about putting another commercial together to showcase their brand new athlete. So how do you go about doing it? Well, you put the first overall pick, a.k.a. the rookie of the year, a.k.a. uh, all-star in his second year. You put him in a dress and you put him in a wig and you put him in a hat and you put him in, you know, an old lady little jacket, and you give him the alias Grandmama. <laughs> and now I'm talking about probably, in my opinion, the greatest sneaker ad of all time G- belongs to the Converse's and the Grandmama commercials that they did with Larry Johnson. Now, don't get me wrong. There, there has been a lot of different iconic commercials in 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 the game of basketball. And when you when you immediately think of commercials and basketball and sneakers, basketball sneakers commercial, you 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 think of Jordan. Like that's that's who immediately who you think of. And Jordan has had some very iconic commercials. Probably his most iconic commercials are the ones he did with Spike Lee. Um, the commercials he did with Bugs Bunny for the Hair Jordans. Um, the year he retired and the commercial was, oh, did he really retire? Um, the Kilroy commercials, which culminated in the Jordan and the Nike brand releasing the Kilroy Nas and so on. 
later on in his career, I would say Jordan's commercials went from, you know, humor, haha, to more seriousness and, you know, motivational, where it was, you know, overcoming your adversities to being what you want to be, you know. And that's perfectly fine. So Jordan, in, in, in that hindsight, he will always have, you know, some of the more iconic commercials in in in, in the history of um of campaigning for 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 sneakers. But Jordan gets everything, so let's not let him have this one. <laughs> and don't forget, we also have a uh, Penny Hardaway, the little Penny, little Penny, probably. Don't get me wrong. Penny Hardaway was a bad man on the court, and a lot of the young, a lot of young people may realize may know Penny from his days with the Knicks and his days with the Suns. But um, that wasn't really who Penny was. Penny was a twenty point seven board, seven assist guy who was running up and down the floor with Magic Johnson, Dennis Scott, Nick Anderson, Horace Grant in Orlando. He was that guy. The Magic. In the Hornets were two very extremely popular teams in the 90s who was always derailed by the Bulls. There's always there's always the story that Jordan ended Muggsy Bowles career when he told him to take the effing shot, you midget. <laughs> and Bugs mixed. He took the shot and he missed it. And Muggsy was never the same again. You know, the Bulls just had that kind of fear. He They put that kind of fear in teams' hearts in the East during the 90s, except for the two years that uh, Jordan decided he wanted to take his talents to the baseball diamond. But um, Penny Hardaway, his game, his game spoke, spoke for itself. Off his game alone, you know, he was a very popular player. But I think that Little Penny, played by Chris Rock, took his – popularity over the top and i even think it may have been the downfall of penny's career because little penny was such a larger than life you know moniker of penny hardaway to where when penny got hurt it was like you know why is it that penny got hardaway has all these major expectations when he can't even stay healthy you know like it's you know, why are we giving him, why are we anointing him all these different things when he can't even give us a full season of basketball? And I believe that Little Penny, during Penny Hardaway's days where he was, you know, playing in, 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 in major games and he wasn't getting hurt, he wasn't having all these serious knee injuries and knee issues and all this, back in that time, it was fine, but once you know, once the injury bug started playing, hampering his career, I think that Little Penny and the popularity from Little Penny kind of, kind of, kind of derailed his career, and it, it, it made it a, a big, a big what if, you know, and some may even consider it as a bust, you know, just because of his of his moniker of you know being this this larger than life persona. And it wasn't him so much, but it was it was Lil Penny. But you know, Lil Penny is associated with Penny Hardaway, and you know it's it's unfortunate. But those commercials were extremely iconic. I, me personally, I think the Air Pennies are probably the most underrated sneaker in the sneaker game. Um, just because 
to me the shoe is the sneaker itself is different and like i said a lot of people don't a lot of people really don't understand like penny like a lot of people really came into like the end of his career and i was because i was born in 89 so i came into his career kind of on the the downslide. Want to say when I, like I said, I really got into the game of basketball when I was about twelve. So want to say oh one. I think want to say this was right around the time he was playing with Orlando, where he was effective, but he wasn't the Orlando Magic effective. So what I had, I actually had to go back because I would hear so much about Penny Hardaway, and I actually I, I heard so much about him. And so you know, as I once I got older. You know, shout out to YouTube. You know, I was able to actually go and look at a um some of his highlights. And I'm like, man, this dude is this dude was Magic Johnson. You know, six seven. He is six seven point guard. You know, here you that's that's something you that's unheard of, you know? And um he was really he was the newer age Magic Johnson. But um, you know, you you also you have to give those those commercials they're they're due those are probably some of the greatest in history but the grandmama from converse is probably the greatest of all time you know and i think it has to do so much so of the way larry johnson played the role of the grandma um especially in a society today and you can even go back in the 90s i don't think it has changed you know male f- Male males have this 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 pride about themselves where they will never want to dress a, as a woman unless they're into it. And, you know, there's not too many that's into stuff like that. I mean, you might find a few, but, you know, majority isn't like that. But for him to be able to take that role and play it so well and and, and, and make it funny and, and make it to the point where. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure people clowned him, but, you know, that role made the Orlando Magic, the Orlando Magic, the Charlotte Hornets. It made them very, very popular in, in, the, in the NBA at that time with Zoe and Muggsy and Grandmama, you know, so he played the role the way Converse wanted him to play that role. You know, they wanted popularity for their sneaker brand. They wanted popularity for their their newly signed athlete and they got both of them with that with that commercial. And then you have to really think about it because Converse was going to give give those fans a commercial of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson operating on a guy in a in a who with a with a white sheet over his face and them arguing about his name. Like when you compare that commercial to Grandmama, like which one would you really, which one would you have would have really wanted to see? Of course, you wanted to see Grandmama. Of course, you wanted to see a a six six, two hundred and forty pound, bulky player in, in in a in a dress in a wig playing the role of a grandma. Now, my personal my personal favorite commercial. It's so many. It's 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 two different ones. My one of them is probably the one where Bill Lambeer is. Um, I guess they're at a jail cell, and um, they're doing a photo lineup of of, of older grandmothers. Um, I guess I guess the they stole a ball from them or something like that. And so you have all these nice older ladies, and you know, and then you see Larry Johnson pounding the ball, <laughs> pounding the ball in the phone in the photo lineup. It. 
Bill that Bear like, yeah, that that's him, that's him right there, that's him right there. And I was like, like, oh man, this that's that's just hilarious. <laughs> and then the second one is the one where it, it was a it was a like a part two, but uh Kevin Johnson, Kevin Johnson, who was a very, very good guard who played for Phoenix. Um, he was also a um a converse athlete and him you know he was playing one-on-one with grandma Ma and he lost and uh the next commercial shows uh larry johnson he's in the beauty so you know he's in the beauty salon he, you know he's he's getting dialed up <laughs> you know he's getting his hair did he's getting his nails and all that uh, all that other stuff did and um you see Kevin Johnson, he comes into the room, he comes into the salon, he's like, Grandma Ma, I want to play you one-on-one right now, and then he goes face the black, and then he's like, oh, well, I guess I can't get that bikini wax now, <laughs> I'll post the, I'll post the, um, uh, the commercials up on the, on the social media accounts at, uh, GEC325, Twitter at GotemCoach325, but Larry Johnson and the Converse brand has some of the more iconic commercials of all time not simply because of the shoe because the shoe was butt ugly like the shoe was butt cheek ugly like it, it it's, it's a shoe that you really wouldn't want to be caught wearing in unless like you going to like a 90s party then you will you would put the shoe on because everything in the 90s was just so loud and colorful and, and bashful but the story behind those shoes, and, and, you know, a lot of people don't know that story, but the story behind those shoes made those shoes a must cop for sneakerheads. Like, I remember when they re-released the shoe and I wanted a pair of other shoes and I knew exactly what they were called. And I remember going in the shoe store and I'm asking the the, the guy who worked in the shoe store. I'm like, y'all got some of them grandma moms over there. He like, huh? The grandma who? I'm like, grandma moms, the grandma moms over there. He like, bro, what are you talking about, right? I'm like, the grandma mods, those those converse over there, those are called grandma mods. I ain't got none of them. Like, oh nah, bro, I ain't got none of them. I'm like, oh okay. So, like you know, it's a shoe that you know now twenty something years later, it's not as you know nobody nobody knows about, but it back in the nineties, like I said, back in the nineties, converse really really hit the hit the nail hit the hammer on the nail with that campaign because not only did it bring popularity to their newly acquired athlete and larry johnson but it also brought the hornets popularity and it brought popularity to those shoes which in 90 which in the 90s which which they were okay but now it's like yeah they 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 were that buns i ain't even gonna front they were that buns now, that's my greatest commercial in sneaker in sneaker ad commercial in history. And there's like a, there's a lot of different ones. I talked about Jordan. I talked about Penny. Um, who can forget about Charles Barkley's I Am Not a Role Model commercial? Very powerful. Who can forget about Kobe's um, Kobe's commercial where he jumps over to Ashton Martin? And who can forget about Kenny Smith's? <laughs> Who could forget about Kenny Smith's aim high where he tried to parody that Kobe commercial and jump over a car when he got took out very, very viciously. Uncle Drew. The Nike, not, the Uncle Drew is a very, very dope commercial. 
um, the Nike commercial from the 2000s where you had Vince Carter, Jason Williams, Rasheed Wallace, and they're all at the court and they go. Very iconic, very iconic commercial. Um, outside of the basketball world, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson had a very, very, very good campaign for for his for his sneaker. The skating world, they have good campaigns for their for their um sneakers. Like the sneaker, like it, it, it's very good, but. The, None of them, in my personal opinion, can top Larry Johnson and Grandmama because the, the the role was played so well. the 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 commercial itself was doomed for failure, but it turned out to be a overlapping success, and it really brought credibility to that Converse brand, which was losing which was losing its grasp on the sneaker game in the game of basketball because Nike was coming along and then with Nike you had Jordan and then with Jordan you had Penny and Penny then you had Barkley so you have all of these big time superstars who were really coming into their own and you got to think about it Tim Hart Tim Hardaway had a shoe Alonzo Mourning Dikembe Mutombo Shaquille O'Neal like all of these big time superstars had shoes that wasn't in the Converse brand so all of these Converse was being overlooked heavy, but shout out to them to for them bringing in Larry Johnson and then being able to make probably one of probably the greatest sneaker campaign of all time. Now, you might it might you guys might have some that I missed out on. So I want to get you guys' opinions on some of the greatest sneaker campaigns of all time. Now, I've touched on some, so give me some that I ain't touched on, and then let me check them out, and we can discuss from there, man. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GEC325. And check out our website at www.gec325.com. Tune in next week for another episode of Got Em Coach. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 